0: You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 47 with Samantha Johnston. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Guys, before we jump into the show today, I wanted to talk to you about something that's been on my heart and I feel like it's very important. And that's Hurricane Harvey and really helping out the people that have been affected by this. So I was just thinking, how can I help out and connect people to the people that need help and the people who want to help? And so I put out on social media, to people like hey who knows of people that are living in the area and have resources for us that we can use and know that 100% of our funds are going to victims and so we had great feedback and i wanted to include that in the show notes i'm not going to call it all out right now cuz it would it just is a lot and i know a lot of you guys are driving and just doing other things so it's hard to write everything down so i'm going to include several websites that you can go to that you can trust And you can donate money. And I wanted to say, too, that people were saying that right now they're not wanting donations in the sense of things because that's causing a whole nother job of trying to organize all that. And now they need monetary donations to start rebuilding. So I just wanted to let you guys know that also, if you live in Tennessee and you want to help, this is a great opportunity to bring your kids and have them help. You can buy unopened backpacks, paper, pencils, scissors, glue, crayons and markers and drop them off at the Williamson County Agricultural Center. And I'm going to include that address in the show notes as well. And they are taking donations through Saturday, September 9th, 2017. So make sure you go to my website, mominspiredshow.com, and you will see in the Samantha Johnston episode, it's going to be all in her show notes. And then you can find all that information there. You can also go to My business Facebook page, which is Mom Inspired Show, and I'm going to have all that on there as well. So feel free to share that page or share the Facebook page, I guess, so then other people can see it because it's public. So I just wanted to give that opportunity to people because I know that people can be skeptical when wanting to send money. And I wanted to be able to provide you guys some places that you could definitely trust and feel good about. So in today's show, we are going to chat with Samantha Johnston about branding and how she started her business I know for me, when I started my podcast, it was overwhelming trying to figure out the website and branding, so I thought it would be fun to bring Samantha on so she could help us figure out a little bit on what to do with our website. Samantha's great because she deals with people who are just at the beginning stages that have no clue to what their branding style should be, to people who are already established and they may want to revamp their site and just change up everything. So if you're in the beginning stages of starting a business and need help figuring out your brand style, then you won't want to miss the show. But if you have been around and you're like, you know what, I'm just not feeling the style of my website anymore, this will be a perfect show for you as well. So we're going to go through a few exercises that kind of makes you think a little bit about does your website and your brand match your personality and your style for what you are selling? And so... She's going to walk us through that and just give us a little bit of some ideas on how to do that, what to think about. And we're also going to talk about how she started her own business and how she came up with the name and why the character Tinkerbell is her character when she thinks about her business. So I hope this show leaves you inspired to make a brand that represents you and your style and just take that leap. Let's go to the show. Samantha, thank you so much for coming on the show today.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: So I like to start off every show with an icebreaker. I love to travel and I want to inspire other moms to travel as well. So I love to ask, what is your favorite vacation spot that you've gone to and why? And this can be with or without kids. Man, I have a lot. Uh, okay. You can give me two. How about you give me two?
1: Um, okay. So one of my favorite places, and I, I'm going to give you kind of more, uh, childhood and adulthood. Okay. Perfect. Um, so one of my favorite places growing up, um, we used to do a coastal drive and unfortunately right now, um, anybody listening to this cannot do that same coastal drive. Um, Why? but with my mom, we used to drive a uh, PCH, uh, oh, highway yeah? one, yeah. Up mm-hmm. California with, and we used to take it all the way. I mean, we'd go to Hearst castle oh, and we would yeah. hit up Monterey Bay aquarium, um, and just everything along the way. It was beautiful. Um, one of my favorite places was to go across Big Sur, yeah. um, which that is why you cannot travel it right now. Why? What uh, happened?
0: There's a
1: big, there's a big landslide. There is no more <gasps> highway one over Big Sur. Um, we were just so- there two
0: years ago and I always want to go back. And so you can't even, so we went from, we came in from, uh, San Francisco. We drove all the way down, stayed in, um, around Monterey, then drove down to Big Sur and Pfeiffer beach and all that. Yep. Um, and then just came back up and I loved it. It was so amazing. So you can't even like get into that area?
1: No, uh, it completely collapsed. So basically you can go into like the, um, like the people who live in the area obviously have like their mountain roads and stuff that they can go. But yeah. you, Highway 1 doesn't exist right oh, now my over goodness. Uh, Big fixer.
0: Um, <gasps> so that, that bridge, at, you know that bridge, right? Mm-hmm. Is that yep. gone?
1: Well, the bri- the bridge had um, had an issue first and then wow. there was a complete landslide that took out mm. everything. Um, you can actually go and see it. Um, if you Google it, there's a helicopter that flew around so you can see the landslide from like the water side. Wow. Um, yeah, it's, it
0: that's was so, so sad. sad yeah.
1: That's, that's a part of my childhood that just collapsed.
0: Aww.
1: Um, but yeah, so we used to do it almost every summer. Um, But uh, growing up, I actually, in my early 20s, discovered a beautiful little place to stop along the way uh, when I went with a friend, taking them on my same favorite drive, um, which was called Cambria Pines Lodge. And it's actually just south of Hearst Castle. And it is gorgeous. It is inset into, like you actually have to drive into a little neighborhood. Um, There's a little winery there. So if you hit it at the right time of year, you can actually go on a wine tour. And it's super inexpensive, Uh, amazingly enough. uh, And I know their rates have changed a little bit, but they're not much more than what they were back then. And uh, when I discovered them, it was $110 for the night, um, which some people are thinking, "Wow, $110, that's expensive. But it included dinner for two, where I literally got like a prime rib and like four course meal type thing and a bottle of wine. and this huge buffet breakfast that had everything you can imagine. I mean, the entire dining room and not talking this tiny little continental breakfast that most hotels have, but everything you can imagine was there. It lined every wall of the dining room. Um, So it was amazing. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like $110 and I just got like the most amazing dinner, most amazing breakfast and a stay at this really gorgeous lodge. Like, this is perfect. Yeah. So it's been my favorite stopping place. Whenever I go back on that drive, though, now I can't do that drive.
0: <laughs> do you know when they're going to um, have that? Like, I mean, how long that will take to be built up? It's, it's
1: quite a large project. So yeah. they've literally said indefinitely.
0: Wow. That's so, so sad. They, <laughs>
1: they have bids and they're They're working on it, but it's, it's a big project. So um, they don't have an estimate as to when it will be open. Did this
0: happen like in one day? Like, or was it over time? I mean, it, it didn't no, just like wipe it, out in one day, right?
1: Well, the bridge happened once. And then literally the landslide was one day. That um, scary. I heard about it like the day following and I, it was,
0: say what? Like, yeah. Well, that's it was scary. was when the bridge think, had, a, had yeah. an issue. And
1: then, oh my gosh, the whole thing like is gone. Wow. Um, but yeah. Because no, I always
0: tell it. people that's such a beautiful trip, and then now here people can't even go there. No, not they right can't. now. Yeah,
1: you can't. Um, and then I would say my um, my favorite ever that I did um, as an adult uh, was the first big vacation that my husband and I did when we were dating. Um, we had gone on a whole bunch of vacations to visit family, and every vacation we took was to visit family. And we finally said, we need to do something that's just us, <laughs> where we're not going to see somebody. And uh, we decided we were going to do a cruise. Oh, yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Cruises became my favorite type of vacation ever because you get to see a ton of places and your hotel goes with you. Yes. Um, (laughs) So there's no moving luggage. Yay. Um, And the one we chose was Alaska.
0: I want to do that. You're the third person, literally, (laughs) that has said uh, (laughs) that Alaska is one of their places. And it's on my list as a cruise. And so go ahead. Sorry.
1: No, uh, we did Norwegian Cruise Line.
0: And how did you like that cruise line?
1: Absolutely love it. Okay. Love, 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 love it. Um, My one recommendation for anybody doing a cruise though, this was something I learned because it was my first and only cruise, but in doing that cruise, the one thing I learned is that there are lots of excursions you can do and the cruise line will tell you about them and you can buy them through the cruise line. Don't buy them through the cruise line. Yeah, it's
0: so expensive.
1: (laughs) They take a cut, so they increase the price. look at the list, but then go find them outside and go buy directly from the source because it will be a lot more cost effective. Yeah. That's a good um, point. There is an ease to doing it through the cruise line, but you're paying for that ease. Um, so, but my husband and I did this one, um, for about 3,500, nice. um, total. So that wasn't too bad. Um, this was back in 2008. So, you know, it wasn't, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the prices <laughs> price have gone a up change. a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was beautiful. I mean, we stopped in Ketchikan and Skagway and, um, Juneau. And, uh, the final stop is in Victoria, which is gorgeous. Victoria, BC. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it was just breathtaking. So much nature, so much, just, it, it was peaceful. It was serene. Um, and I loved it. Absolutely loved it. We went in May. Great time to go. Um, it's still a little cool, not too hot but it's it's not freezing and it's not really hot because they can go on extremes there and so may was like the oh, perfect time to go.
0: Yeah. It was beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So um did
1: you go out in yeah. Vancouver or Seattle? Seattle.
0: Okay. So it's
1: yeah, Seattle and then you hit Juneau, um I think you hit Skagway next, then Ketchikan, uh, you do the Glacier Bay somewhere in there and then you come down to Victoria.
0: Okay, that yeah. No, that's great. Yeah. It, it is on my list and I definitely want to do it someday. So yeah. yeah, it's funny that you're the third person that I've talked to that that's their top. So, well, let's jump into the interview. Um, how about you tell us uh, what your name is and where you're from, how many kids you have and how you got to where you are today?
1: Okay. I'm Samantha Johnston, um, born and bred, currently live in Southern California. Um, I've visited other places, but I've never moved anywhere outside of Southern California. Um, I have two children. They are three and seven, boy and a girl. So I am currently a brand developer uh, for female entrepreneurs. I love what I do. Um, I kind of took the long path to get here, uh, I would say. Did the traditional, you know, went to school, um, got a corporate job, uh, didn't like the corporate job, and started doing something that started as a hobby. And as that became more of a business, I left the corporate job and started to make it a business. Um, and now I'm where I'm at right now.
0: Yeah. So, so, what is the name of your business and how did you come up with it? I think that's a fun story. Oh, yeah.
1: Okay. So, my business is Neapolitan Creative. It did not start as Neapolitan Creative, it actually started as Samantha Brooke Creations, uh, which was just my name. Um, but when I decided I really wanted it to be a company name and not my name, I spent a lot of time trying to figure out what I wanted that to be. Um, at the time, I really wanted it to, to be something that would incorporate me, my sisters, my mom even, um, because I really wanted to bring them into my business. I had a deep-seated desire that I'm still working on, uh, convincing them that they all need to be, <laughs> be entrepreneurs and come join me. Uh. Uh, it, it hasn't happened since 2013. I'm still trying. Um I haven't convinced them yet, uh, but I wanted it to be something that encompassed all of us, uh, because my, my creativity, my love for what I do isn't just me. Um, I love to do it with my sisters. I love to do it with my mom and it comes from my mom being creative and, uh, doing what she does. So she always included me in on what she does and I grew to love what she loves. And So in trying to think of a name, I tried to think of everything that defined us, and I thought about, okay, we're three sisters. Three is a very prevalent thing for all of us. Um, There's three of us. We're three years apart. I am the third of the three. Uh, My soccer number was three, so there's a lot of three in my life, Um, and being that we were three sisters, I tried to think of everything that way, you know, three girls' designs or three sisters' designs or... Three cubed, or you know, I went through every three version of a name I could think of, and they just didn't work. Um, and then one day, I stopped and I thought, and I said, "I have it. I know exactly what I want the name to be. I'm going to call it Neapolitan." And for most people, they would think, "Okay, how in the world did you jump from three and sisters to Neapolitan?" Um, most people think ice cream or pizza, and it actually stems from the ice cream. Um, so for those who can visually see my, my sisters and I, and, uh, maybe I'll shoot you a picture. (laughs) Um, the oldest is a redhead. The middle is a blonde and I am a brunette. And growing up, my mom called us her Neapolitan bunch because we were like strawberry vanilla and chocolate. Um, (laughs) and we used to make jokes that we were all from different milkmen and things like that. Uh, we're not, we all have the same parents. Um, but we all have different hair colors. Um, and, uh, so it made us unique and it was something that I felt really tied us together. It was a nickname my mom gave us. It talked about us. Um, it still had the element of three because Neapolitan has three flavors. Um, and so I loved it. Um, And then when I thought about it for my business, I said, "Okay, so I've got the element of how it how it works for me on a personal side. But how does it speak to my business? And over time, it has stayed true. uh, But it speaks to the variety that I offer. And I typically do everything in threes. So like right now, you will notice that my offerings are based around the three phases of branding, foundation, creation, and implementation. Um, so everything has an element of three to it.
0: I love that. Yeah. Um, so how are you trying to like coax your sisters into, you know, jumping on board? Like, are they just not really wanting to do it and you're just hoping that they will someday?
1: Um, so one of my sisters is a lawyer
0: and
1: she technically is my business lawyer, uh, my advisor. And, uh, so, uh, I I keep trying to tell her that she could do that herself and it could be part of my business and we could bring in the legal side. But really, um, when I originally thought about bringing them on, it was in a creative aspect because, um, because they are creative as well. So, uh, there was a time when I was designing a logo for a client and I was sitting on a couch at my mom's house, uh, we were all visiting. And as I'm designing it, my sister's saying, Well, why don't you try this? Have you done that? What about this? Okay, change this and do that. And she's telling me what to do. And she's basically being the creative director. Mm. And I'm doing all of the, the stuff in the program itself. Uh, because my sister doesn't understand how to use the programs. But she has that creative eye. And she's very um artistic when it comes to paper and pen. Mm. She can draw just about anything. Um I remember growing up, we had a coloring book that had um the Flintstones in it. And she took a piece of paper and a pencil off to the side and redrew Fred Flintstone freehand, just looking at the picture in the coloring book. And I wow. looked at her and I said, how can you do that? I can't do that. Um, so she's artistic in that sense. She's always had that ability. Um, I am more a digital artist than I am a paper and pen artist and have always been envious of her um, her ability. So I've always wanted to bring it into my business.
0: Yeah, uh, that's really neat that, that yeah. she can do that. Yeah.
1: Yep. And then my oldest sister is uh, very uh, craft oriented. Uh, I mean, she takes and says, oh, I really like that apron and then looks at it and she can recreate it and you know, cut and sew it. And another thing I, I can't do, I'm sure I, if I tried, I probably could eventually, but, uh, she's that way as well. So we all have different elements. My mom, um, her background is, um, she has an associate's degree in art and photography, and then she has a bachelor's in radio, television, and film. So I grew up being on the other side of my mother's camera, um, helping her develop the film and, uh, and really to see the artistic side of things from that aspect, um, watching her do her various art projects and um, even helping her when she was finishing her bachelor's degree. Um, one of my favorite projects was uh, she had to do a, a music video. And so uh, we picked a fun song that uh, that we loved. It's called uh, You're Much Better on Kodak Paper. <laughs> and it's basically a breakup a breakup song about how oh. they like the person better in a picture than in wow. person.
0: oh <laughs> that's sorry. your dog yeah I'll just leave that in there <laughs> <laughs> sorry that's okay I,
1: I, she, she was snoring loudly and so I was I was knocking her to yeah. try and get her yeah. to be quiet I could and hear she got her.
0: yeah yeah people uh, are <laughs> like what's that noise it's a dog snoring
1: <laughs> sorry that's one aspect I can't control yeah, that's okay <laughs> um no so uh so yeah, so we did a a music video for that and basically I got to be my mom's director. She did all of the editing and um and you know, my friends were in the video and I said, "Why don't we try this? Let's do that." And I loved that creative aspect of it. I loved being in control and really having the vision. Um and that's one of the the first times where I kind of got launched into the I really like being that creative visionary. And uh yeah. From there, the rest is history. Yeah. And I've, I've become what I am.
0: <laughs> and how old were you when you were working on that stuff with your mom? Uh,
1: that was my early 20s. Okay. Um, so yeah. Probably. Yeah. Early to mid 20s.
0: That's so fun. Yeah. That's fun that you were able to experience that uh, with her because like you said, it kind of probably jump um your, you know, kind of the direction that you went into. And I, I was going to ask you um, for some people that might not know what Uh, a brand developer is or whatnot. Um, Can you just give us a little bit of an idea of what that would look like on a customer end if somebody was coming to you?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, So as far as a brand developer, it's really just a a weird title I gave myself. Um, I I don't know that you find too many people who call themselves a brand developer, but really I needed a title that uh, encompassed everything I did um, versus listing 20 things that I do um and so when you come to me you're getting a brand strategist you're getting a designer you're getting a web developer um you're getting all of those aspects so really whether you're looking for somebody who's going to help you just in strategizing your brand you know figuring out the who what why um what your brand really is cre- crafting that vision or mission statement um really um, working on that foundational element of your brand. That's going to be step one. Um, if you're beyond that and you're really just needing help with the visual aspect of your brand, you really want um, something that's beautiful and cohesive and that you can just be super proud of and share with the world. Um, you know, whether you're creating a logo or choosing colors or fonts um, or you need help figuring out um, stock photography or you know, just additional elements for your brand, things that represent them from a, that visual aspect. Um, that's what I do. Um, and then lastly is really getting it out there and sharing it. Um, that's the implementation phase. So I create websites where you can share all of that um, and help you share the message, um, share the beautiful images and um, and have a place to, to put it all together. So- yeah, I think yeah. that about it encompasses yeah. it. All. <laughs> yeah, no, it
0: does. And what what made you decide to work with um, women entrepreneurs versus, you know, working with men and women?
1: So I started out working with everybody. Um, I will say that I just enjoy women a lot more um, if I'm going for the very simplistic answer. Yeah. But on a deeper level, um, if I'm diving into why I like women more. I I grew up with a very feminist father, so I am a big feminist in a positive sense. Not the <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to attach any negative connotation yeah. to it, but it empowering uh, yeah. women uh, aspect of, of feminism. Um, and so, with that, I come at it from a um, I don't know if anybody is familiar with this, or if I'm going to age myself here, but the uh, and I want to say it comes from Bye Bye Birdie, but the song mm. um, "Anything You Can Do I Can Do Better." Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know what that's from <laughs> though. Than you, I think it's <laughs> Bye Bye Birdie, um, but that's kind of the attitude my dad gave me uh, when we chatted about things guys can do versus things girls mm. can do, and it was mm-hmm. you can do anything a guy can do, and sometimes oh. you can do it better. I love it, and. So I come from that, like, you know, the guys would challenge me on the playground and I'd brace mm, them or I yeah. arm wrestle them or, <laughs> you know, you guys versus girls soccer or, you know, there was always that element of like, we can beat you kind of, you know, we're equals here. Um, there is nothing that makes you better than us. Um, not to say that men are beneath us um, or anything like that. Uh, so I hope I'm not. No, yeah, you're just kind of like, okay, you know, yeah. you
0: just, um, yeah, you really want to just promote women and, exactly. you know, help them. I mean, it's like I have the mom and inspired show. It's not that I don't care about women that aren't moms or, you know, men. It's just this is what, you know, I kind of gravitate towards and speak to and stuff like that. So I totally I totally exactly. get that. And your dad was surrounded by all girls. I mean, I think about my husband. He grew up in with an all boy family and now he has all girls. So, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> I, it would be hard for him <laughs> to not be pro girl because there's just all these girls. So I can yeah. see how your dad falls into that category, you yes. know?
1: Exactly. Exactly. I don't, I don't think he would have survived if he wasn't pro girl. No, it, um, that would have
0: been really rough. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh, but no, but he, um, he he really pushed me uh to be the best that i could be and to not allow my gender to impact
0: any sure. of that
1: yeah um and so i really come to the table wanting to help other women with that um i have a deep seated desire um and not just really for women but for everybody to find what they love do what they love um and not necessarily conform to societal norms, um, but especially for women, uh, because we have a lot of opinions from society, and we should and must be or do this uh, a lot more so than men. And so I love helping women realize what they can do outside of that and to achieve it. And so I'm one small piece of the puzzle for them. Um to help them build those businesses and to realize those dreams and watching women do that as I aid in those small places. It's super rewarding. It's super fulfilling. Um, helping a guy do it. Sure. It's fun. Um, it can be great. And I have worked with a few men, um, if they're the right kind of guys and not to say that it's any less rewarding that they're realizing their dreams. but I think I think as women we bring a lot more emotion and passion to the table. Yeah. which just makes it that much more exciting. Mm-hmm. Men are like, "Yay, I did it." Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. women, women are, are like crying yeah! and like, "I'm
0: so excited." Like,
1: yeah. It's like that moment in Rocky when he hits the top, you know? <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: Th- that's us. Um, yeah. and I uh, guys don't always have that excitement. So yeah. it just makes it a lot more exciting for me, I think. Um and i mean guys don't necessarily always like my style sure uh, yeah so
0: yeah they're uh, not your client like right they're not your avatar they're not, they're not your client you know and and that's okay we can't you can't it's really hard to kind of have everyone as your client you really can't you have to you kind of have to have like a certain demographic i feel like to really be awesome at your job and whatever you're doing. And so, um, this, this kind of ties into what you were saying about your, the, how your dad was with you and then also working with your mom. Um, I know that you're working on a project with your daughter and, um, I, I would love for you to share kind of how that came about and, you know, and do you feel like you wanted to do something because you, you know, did some fun stuff with your mom and that you kind of want to, you know, kind of pass that Tradition on a little bit, and maybe even even if it wasn't on purpose, but you had such a good time with your mom, you know, is that kind of like what made you think, hey, it would be really fun to work on something with my daughter?
1: Um, so to give a little backstory, because I know you know a little bit more about it than right. probably the listeners. The, right. Yeah. Um, I had a friend years back who actually brought me a logo that he created just as a portfolio piece. Um, and it was called Beloved Monster. And he said, I've always wanted to do something with this, but I don't think I'm the right person to bring it to life. I really think that you could bring it to life. And so uh, he showed it to me and he said, this was kind of the idea was that it would be like a kid's clothing line. Um, at the time we had friends who had um, a clothing line for adults that was called collective movement movement. I want to say, or collective world, excuse me, collective world. And sorry, I'm wearing the shirt right now. I should have just looked down. Um, and their model was that they were a 50, 50 brand. So 50% of profits went to nonprofits. They were a for profit for nonprofits. Um, much like Tom's shoes are for every one shoe that gets purchased. Another pair gets given. Um, One Hope Wine does the same thing. They're a 50-50 for-profit for for nonprofits. Um, So we wanted to model after that and create a kid's brand that would be a 50-50, that would be a for-profit for nonprofits. So we wanted to find charities that would be related to things for kids. Um, One of the ones that stuck out to me, uh, especially being in a creative world, was finding uh, nonprofits uh, that give back towards the arts for kids and really um, developing uh, art programs for them, Um, things of that nature. Uh, But one of the things that stymied our project was that I had a really hard time coming up with monsters for beloved monster. Um, We wanted to have little characters and I, I didn't like any of the ones I was coming up with. And at the time my daughter was really little. And so, I'd say towards the end of last year, um, now that she's seven, almost eight, I said, you know, why don't you help me create monsters? Mm. I want your imagination. What appeals to you? Like she loves drawing and she loves creating. And so we actually went on to Adobe Stock to see some like monster bodies and monster eyes and monster claws and give her inspiration. And she started drawing and putting together these little monsters, which I was then digitizing and we were naming. Um, We have yet to actually create the clothing line, but it was fun to create um, both by hand and digitally together because it gave her insight into what I do. Mm. Um, And it was a way for me to show her because a lot of times it's like, mommy works from home and mommy works on the computer, but I don't know what she does on the computer. I don't know what mommy does at all other than she works from home. And so this was a way of me sharing with her, like, this is what mommy does for clients. I put these things together. I design things. I create these things. And so it actually made me super proud that when they did their Mother's Day project this past year, uh, it said, my mommy does... And she wrote design and I said,
0: Yes, she got it. She got it. (laughs) She's (laughs) like, she does it.
1: you know, it may not be a really long sentence that encompasses all that I do, but design, that's good. She's got it. Um so and it's not just that I want her to know what I do, but it's that I want her to know the possibilities that are out there. Um, I want her to understand that if she wants to run her own business, she can, if she wants to go work for somebody else, she can. Um, because I feel like when we were growing up and I say, we, as in my generation, yeah. Um, the big thing back then was grow up to be a lawyer, a doctor, <laughs> right. you know, something yeah. like that, yeah. um, the prestigious, uh, titles that were going to make you a lot of money and give you everything you ever wanted the house the car the vacations um and there was there wasn't a lot of dreaming and you can do anything and you can build your own business um the entrepreneurial fire wasn't really lit back then um so i mean i grew up wanting to be a lawyer um my sister wanted to be a doctor instead she became the lawyer and i became the entrepreneur <laughs> um, so, so,, uh, so it's interesting to see the turn. But I want my daughter to know all of those possibilities, yeah. and not that she has to be stuck in one little spot
0: right. No, I love that. And, you know, this kind of leads me into my last question because we're um, almost at the end of the show. What would you recommend to the moms that, you know, they're thinking of a business or maybe they have the business idea and they're having a hard time figuring out? their brand and the style and where, th- you know, where they should just start, you know, and um and they don't have a budget, right? Like they're, they're not making any money. um And I can see, you know, women just, you know, especially moms, it's like they have kids and they're trying to do everything and that can just keep getting pushed aside because it could be overwhelming. And, you know, with your creativeness and your dreaming and all that kind of stuff, what would you suggest to someone that's kind of at that point and just, doesn't really know where to go and how to kind of come up with something to even tell somebody like you, Hey, this is what I'm looking for. So I think in the
1: beginning, one, you can't tell them what you're looking for because you don't know. Um, And I really truly believe that it takes anywhere from six months to two years before you will know. Um, So if you're just getting started, um, if it's a seedling uh, business and you're really just trying to get it off the ground. As far as branding goes, keep it simple. Um, I never recommend going and buying a logo off Etsy. I know there's lots of pre-made ones you can go and get. Um, Not that it's a horrible thing to do, but the reason I say keep it simple and don't go and buy one of those is because in six months or two years, wherever it is that you feel like you've finally figured it out, um, you may make such a change from whatever that, Remade logo is, um, that it's going to be a drastic change to your audience. So in the beginning, you keep it simple, you know, choose a couple of nice fonts, one or two fonts, keep it very text-based. Um, because if you change direction or you change kind of the style of things, it's not as drastic to change from text only versus like text and floral to geometric shapes. Um, you know, th- th- there's a, a change there that people go, what? <laughs> um, so make it so that whatever change you make is minimal. It's not shocking.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so start simple, uh, colors. The number one uh, mistake people make with colors is they choose their favorite colors. your favorite colors may not be the perfect fit for your brand. In some instances they are, but more often than not, they're probably not. Um, really what you wanna think about when you're thinking about colors, this applies to fonts too, but uh, it's a lot easier to see in colors when you're doing it by yourself, is how do you want people to feel about you and your brand? Doesn't matter what you think looks pretty, it matters what you want them to feel. Um, So for instance, if you are high energy, you really wanna energize people up, you want vibrant, bright colors, You also want colors that excite people like yellow and orange. Um, Those really bring that warmth and vibrancy and cheerfulness to a brand. Um, You don't want muted colors like a sage green or um, a gray or black. Those colors don't excite people. Um, Red you want to be careful with because red can excite but also alert. So you have to find the fine line with red um and use it effectively with the matching colors um and for a little bit more information because i think it's going to be too much to share on here if you go to pinterest and you google color psychology you'll find a great breakdown of the emotions that get tied with the colors and then just think about um what types of uh those shades of colors or vibrancies of color of the colors that you choose based on are you trying to calm and soothe or are you trying to excite and uh and really lift people's spirits. Um, what are you trying to accomplish? Because that will tell you, you know, do you want more muted colors or do you want really bright colors? Um, so yeah, uh, go more towards feelings and emotions. I think that's the number one place that people miss when they're doing colors is they go straight for These are my favorite colors. Yeah. Um, another great tip that a lot of people um, use. Uh, this isn't from me. This is something I borrowed from a bunch of other designers is go look at your closet. More often than not, you'll find a lot of a particular color or two colors in your closet. There's a reason you chose those colors. Mm-hmm. How did those colors make you feel when you're wearing them? It's right. most likely how you want your clients to feel. And they're most likely great colors for your brand. It also helps because then you don't have to go buy a new outfit when you go get those branded photos done. Right. Because you already have your brand yeah. colors. in yeah.
0: your Yeah. I love it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, um, that's another great one. Um, And then my favorite two questions to ask um, because I really feel that it helps people describe their brand um, both to their audience and to the person they decide to hire ultimately Um, because you want to be able to communicate your brand's style and personality. So I always ask my clients, um, if your brand was a store, what store would it be? And if your brand was a character in a TV or movie, what character would it be? Not the actor, but the actual character. Um, because a lot of the times when you say, what's the style or personality of your brand, people are at a loss for words. So I like to Mm. personify the brand yeah, and asking them what store it is. So somebody could say my store is Nordstrom's, um, which I actually did have a client tell me that. Um, and I said, okay, but why? Why is it Nordstrom's? What do you think about Nordstrom's? Um, and it was, well, they have a variety. They have great customer service. Um, you know, the, and it goes through. They've got luxury. They've got basic. You know, there's it's all areas. It's all encompassing. Um, I had another person tell me um, it was something like Pottery Barn. Um, I had one recently tell me it's anthropology, which when I think of anthropology, I think of unique. Um, there's no two things alike in anthropology. Yeah. They all kind of have their own. but it also has that kind of homey feel to it. You, even though things are a little wild and crazy inside
0: anthropology, you kind of always feel at home. Um, (laughs) What's funny is that's the story that I thought of when you just said that. And it's odd because I'm like, well, I'm not like bohemian. There's some things that I like, but I don't know. Every time I walk in there, I kind of just... Feel good, (laughs) I don't don't know, and so that's literally the store that I pictured when you said that. So it's funny that you're bringing it up, and then I'm just kind of like, ah, does uh, hopefully mom inspired makes you feel like home?
1: (laughs) 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 Well, and it's uh, uh, when I asked the client who actually gave me anthropology, she also said kind of like a mom and pop coffee shop or anthropology. Mm, She used them together, and it was kind of, um, and what's interesting is her brand is also tailored towards moms. Mm, Um, so it's very much a place where moms feel comfortable, a place where moms feel at home and at peace. Um, which I think is, is what everybody, uh, would get when they walk into anthropology. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and then when you talk about the character from a movie, that's when you really get into more of the personality of your brand. So, um, I
0: had a really hard time answering this for myself. Yeah, that's a tough one. <laughs> Nothing's coming to my brain on that one.
1: <laughs> but uh, but I've had people uh, tell me all sorts of characters everywhere. Um, and really, when you talk about a specific character from a movie, you can pinpoint their characteristics that develop the pers- their personality and at the same time define your brand's personality. So when you can think of a, A character or a store, it's a lot easier for you to talk about them than it is for you to talk about yourself or your brand. And so when you talk about those things, when you compare your brand to those things, it's a lot easier to say, This is what my brand is. Um, And then one of my biggest exercises uh, for people once they've determined what their brand is, is to turn it around and say, Well, if my brand is this, that means it's not that. Mm. because that's the side of things that most people leave out. So if I'm breaking it down, (laughs) keep it simple. Um, Choose colors based off of feelings and emotions. Um, Use outside sources to help personify your brand. So the stores, the characters um, that really help you dive into defining it in words. And then ultimately, um, really bring it together to then say, my brand represents all of this. Therefore it is not all of this.
0: Hmm. I like that. I think that's, I think that's going to be really helpful for people to just all those things that you said to kind of really just think about that. Um, (laughs) because sometimes it's just so overwhelming and then you're trying to narrow it down and you know, it's hard, it's hard to do that. Mm -hmm. But like you said, when you're picking a character, which I still cannot think of (laughs) I <laughs> I've to like really like look at shows and stuff and think okay what do I what is who's your character that that you um would pick?
1: So I have a few different characters actually that I would use to define mine. Um okay. <laughs> Um Tinkerbell was one of them, which was why Oh, yeah, that why, makes sense because of the fairy. Um, yep. With my uh, my current brand and everything, but not because she's a fairy, um oh, because, of because of the magical aspect. Oh, yeah, yeah, but the dreaming. Mm-hmm. Also a little bit of attitude. Um yes. Yeah. She's got that little bit of spunk she does. to her.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. And she doesn't really put up with much. No. She may
1: be tiny, but and she's she puts sweet. up a good fight. She's
0: like sweet and um, she's like spicy yeah. like sweet and spicy exactly. and stuff like that.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um so that's I I I love Tinkerbell for that for that purpose. Um but then if I'm going for a um a person and not just a an animated character, I usually go the realm of um like a Julia Roberts or a Sandra Bullock uh character. Mm-hmm. Um one of Sandra Bullock's that stands out for me is the mom in Blindside. I was
0: just thinking that right when you said um, that.
1: <laughs> I absolutely love that character. Yeah, me too. Um she embodies a lot of what I feel I am and what I hope my brand is to my clients. It's kind of that aspect of taking in those that need your help, um, really empowering them to become the best that they can be and really not giving two craps what anybody else thinks and um, and putting up a really good fight because, I mean, that mom got a lot of backlash. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And they they went through a lot of stuff, a, a lot of criticism and, um, and even to the point where they had to, prove they weren't just taking in this kid uh to you know uh put a good football player into their home team right um so uh so yeah um I feel like that's a a bit of who I am and who my brand is yeah uh because I don't I don't really care what other people think I mean we all have that natural like worry of what other people think right but I usually will say,
0: who cares? And right. You're all still going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: yeah. I still, yeah. I still process it and go, go past it. Um, yeah.
0: you need to, or you and, won't do anything because yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't exactly, you exactly. Can't appease um, everyone. And,
1: and I'm totally happy, uh, putting up a fight if I have to, um, uh, I don't back down. Um, but I also really love helping people who, who need help. Um, I I love being generous. I love taking people in. Um, it's actually a conversation my husband and I have chatted about, um, though he won't budge. And I completely respect where he stands on this. Um, so while I say that it disappoints me, I also a hundred percent understand. And unfortunately we won't ever do it. Um, but, uh, I had always wanted to, when our children are older, be foster parents. Mm-hmm. Um, but my husband comes from the foster world and coming from that realm. um, Thankfully he wasn't there long, but he went through the system. He thinks it's very messed up and he never wants anything to do with it again. Um, He encountered very bad foster parents. Mm. Um, And my argument has always been, well, don't you want to be one of the good ones? (laughs) And he says, no, I don't want anything to do with it. Uh, So I won't ever get that chance, but that's why I identify so much with that mom, because I would take that kid in. I would do that. And
0: at the same Mm -hmm. time,
1: that's kind of my brand too. You know, there's people out there who are trying to build their businesses. They're trying to better themselves, but they need some help. And so that's where they come in. They become my clients and then I help them. Um, so that's my, my ability, my way of being able to do that, um, and to help others. So, yeah.
0: Well, Samantha, as we wrap up, where can people find you on social media and uh, your website?
1: Ah, okay. So my website, neapolitancreative.com. And I will give the the phonetic here, Neapolitan, <laughs> yeah. uh, because a lot of people do Neo. Yes. <laughs> it's yeah. Um, so neapolitancreative.com. Um, you can find me on Facebook with the same thing, facebook.com forward slash Neapolitan Creative. Um, which is where I hang out a lot. Uh, but most of all, I hang out in a, um, uh, a Facebook group for my podcast, uh, which is, uh, facebook.com forward or actually nix that I'll give you the short version. Okay. dot success.com forward slash Facebook.
0: Um, so wait, what so is it again? Can you repeat that?
1: Yep. Pixie success.com Pi- okay. forward mm-hmm. slash Facebook. Perfect. So, um, Yeah, it's for the Pixie Success Collective podcast. Um, That would be uh, where I hang out the most with my co-host, Nicole. Um, And we chat all about branding, confidence and small steps to build your business.
0: Awesome. Well, Samantha, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I've had so much fun with you.
1: Yes, thank you so much, Amber. I've had a
0: blast. And there you have it. Hey, you guys, uh, if you know about the Mom Inspired Show Facebook group, I've also created a Mom Inspired Show business page. And why that's good to know about is because you can share the episodes easily. That way you don't have to be part of the group and you don't have to be friends with me. So I know that some people have had issues trying to share certain episodes through Facebook. So this is a perfect place to do that from. You can send your friends there or you can just share straight from the business page to all of your friends. So that's Mom Inspired Show on Facebook. And if you have any issues getting to there, just let me know. You can message me on Facebook at Amber Sandberg. Or you can go to mominspiredshow.com and contact me through there. All right, you guys, I'll see you next week.